So my name is Drew. There's a couple of new faces in here. Um, so I'll just introduce myself again. Um, so yeah, I'm doing the training on the uh, fifth mindfulness training. Um, it's called Nourishing and Healing. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful consumption, I'm committed to cultivating good health, both physical and mental, for myself, my family, my society, by practicing mindful eating, drinking, and consuming. I will practice looking deeply into how I consume the four kinds of nutriment, namely edible foods, sense impressions, volition, and consciousness. I am determined not to gamble or to use alcohol, drugs, or any other products which contain toxins, such as certain websites, electronic games, TV programs, films, magazines, books, and conversations. I will practice coming back into the present moment to be in touch with the refreshing and healing, nourishing elements in me and around me, not letting regrets and sorrow drag me into the past, nor letting anxieties, fear, or craving pull me out of the present moment. I am determined not to try to cover up loneliness or anxiety or other suffering by losing myself in consumption. I will contemplate interbeing and consume in a way that preserves peace, joy, well-being in my body and consciousness, and the collective body and consciousness of my family and my society and the earth. I will be relying heavily on my notes um, just to maintain composure for myself tonight. But um, before I get into my talk, I'd like to say um, and to express the importance of not comparing ourselves to others when we um, are thinking of ourselves as being better or less practiced um, and knowing that we're exactly where we're supposed to be on our journey with anything that we struggle with in life. Um, and for now, that leaves us practicing right here in this room together. Uh, we all have things that we struggle with as well as personal strengths that are unique to each of us. And the fact that we can build a practice and look deeply at our lives holds immense beauty all by itself. Some aspects of my relationship with this training may appear well-founded, but I will be getting into sharing things that for me have been a huge struggle in my life. I hope that by sharing and being transparent and honest with these struggles regarding this training, we can foster an open dialogue and experience a shared healing. There are lots of parts to this training, and I won't be hitting all of them, uh, just the ones that really come up for me uh, in my practice. And so I'll start with the first nutriment, and that's food. And so when reading through this training, I think it's really easy um, to see the connection between nourishing our bodies with good food and um, how that correlates to wellness and both our bodies and our minds. Uh, nutrition is certainly probably the best medicine um, I spent several years working at the good food store and working there really helped me to um, get into really good practices with my food um, and build lots of positive habits uh, when it comes to nourishing myself uh, with the foods that I eat. Uh, that wasn't, however, always the case. Um, growing up, I often used overeating and indulging in foods that were not healthy for myself to cope with difficult emotions and mental states. Luckily, in my adulthood, I was able to change these habits, and now the nutrients that I consume as food is probably one of my biggest supportive anchors. 
um, where I uh, am trying to improve my practice with eating is actually taking the time for mindful eating and taking, slowing down and really tasting the food and not having anything else in front of me. Um, I tend to eat over the sink and going back to the skillet and yeah, I don't even eat off a plate, so I really have to <laughs> um, tell myself to slow down and clear a space where I sit to eat. Um, and even sometimes when I'm doing that, I'm still thinking about everything else. And, um, like I'm only pretending to eat mindfully. <laughs> um, but all in all, I still believe that um, the nutrition that I, my, my habits and my nutrition are definitely um, something that really supports me in my life. Um, so the next part of this training I'd like to talk about is the nutriments of sense impressions. And this will actually be the bulk of my talk tonight. I'll start with the strength. Um, so when I first started working with this training, it prompted me to start to evaluate the types of media and uh, what I was allowing into my consciousness. This includes music, television, specific YouTube channels, radio shows. And, um, and I really started to see the connection between um, or how the things that I was letting into my awareness really paints the world around me. It, it colors everything that I see and experience the things that I'm letting in or the media that I'm choosing to digest. We live in a world, where, in a society where we're constantly bombarded with information, media, and uh, I feel like it's a major distraction for people, including myself. Um, so for the purpose of this talk, I decided to uh, use the training to evaluate a specific chapter in my life. And that would be the, around the time frame of 2008 to 2011. Uh, when I was going to college, uh, just starting college. And I would call this period of time my geopolitical awakening, um, for better or for worse. Um, but during this time, I was uh, learning a lot of the, the heavier things in the world or exposing myself to the darker things in the world and listening to a lot of Alex Jones radio. If you're not familiar, he's a really intense speaker, and um, he gains his following by fear-mongering and trying to expose conspiracy theories, and, but he really, um, he's really good at charging you when you're listening to him and pulling you in and, and feeling the fear and getting all kinds of tied up with that information as it comes in. Um, so while I was uh, listening to a lot of Alex Jones, I started doing a lot of research and being aware of the military-industrial complex and banks funding both sides of every war and Illuminati this and... Uh, world domination that, and I was really focused on this um, giant thing that um, may or may not be there. <laughs> That's not for me to say. Um, and so I was digesting this type of media every single day, and now it's really easy to see um, what that caused in me and in in my experiences in life around that time. Um, so I was going to undergrad for ceramics, and I started sculpting bombs, bomb after bomb after bomb, and um, are there any smartphones in the room? I'm going to stop saying that word. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is my focus on my work, um, just sculpting all, all these bombs and trying to get people to understand what was happening and genocide and um, just the atrocities that I can't actually fix. I can't do anything about them. I can become aware of them, but it's uh, ultimately hurting me to focus so strongly on those things. Um, 
So during this time, I was experiencing chronic anxiety and insomnia. Uh, when I was sleeping, I would have oftentimes be dreaming about uh, surviving nuclear warfare in the aftermath. Um, uh, so it was definitely um, a place where I was losing mental stability big time. And just to paint a picture of where I was, um, I want to share a poem. It's a little heavy, but um, this, I wrote this poem in college, like right at the end of when I stopped uh, listening to Alex Jones and all that, and shifted gears. And so the poem goes like this. A homeless man on the corner of Wall Street and High, holding a sign says we're all gonna die, with all this built up anxiety, that lonely man could one day be me. When armies deploy at the first sign of oil, the spring is sprung, it's about to recoil. The oceans churn with toxic sludge and people die from pollutants above. We'll see the day the red button gets hit as politicians transcend into hypocrites. They'll torch our sky and off they'll fly. And all we'll do is wonder why we did not march into the streets and to hang them high with dangling feet. Before this all came crashing down, the soil is infertile and the water is brown. Children are hungry, thirsty, and ill, and waiting for death squads to come make their kill, while I sit in comfort in my padded cell. These internal thoughts can sometimes be hell. Um, so that was at a, a breaking point, even. And luckily, I had some close friends that said, come back to us, <laughs> reel it in, chill out. Um, and I made a drastic change in my work. I stopped sculpting bombs. and got into totally different things for inspiration for my work. Um, but um, yeah, that was a very key point in my life that I can easily see. Um, focusing on all this stuff was tying me up, binding me, and um, making me a toxic human being. Um, so I realized that if it's not part of the solution, then it's probably part of the problem. Um, and then I can start to correlate to other things in my life as I continue to evaluate different times. And um, I went home to visit my family one time in school, and I realized, well, I was like hanging out with my mom, and we're watching soap operas, and um, soap operas are all about family drama, and uh, your sister did this, and backstabbed this and that, and it's uh, this crazy dialogue that continues, and the whole, the whole show, every show is about that. Um, and I realized um, that that's not helping my mom and the issues that she has with her sisters and her mom. Like that's, that's like a direct poison for the things that she struggles with in her life. Um, so I can see that now. I see the connection to being bound up uh, with different media, just subconscious interjections of ideas and thought patterns. Um, And so where I am, oh, so I also, um, I was, I binge watched uh, The Walking Dead, <laughs> and uh, it's a fun show. Um, but again, I found myself just being um, filled with subconscious violence, and, and like violence becomes more okay the more you see it, and oh, they're just zombies, so you can blast their heads off with a shotgun, that's fine. But um, once again, I found myself having more anxiety, and um, and I got to see it in a binge cycle, so all at once. So I saw the direct correlation immediately after, and once again, the dreams of Herschel's never-ending shotgun and the hordes that won't quit, um, which is fun, but that's not a restful night's sleep. Um, 
Yeah. So now I've been living without a TV for four years. And the only um, kind of entertainment media that I take in is watching a weekly Dungeons and Dragons campaign that's uh, um, live streamed on YouTube. Um, so I've way honed back on what I was taking in um, earlier in my adulthood and youth. But um, I've also completely stopped listening to the radio in my car. I don't turn the radio on. Um, and that's because I feel like even popular music, there's so many, so many things. I might find a song that I really enjoy uh, um, once in a while, but there's so many um, subconscious thoughts and affirmations that I just don't want ideas of less than and I'm not good enough. And if I had this, I'd be happier. And even though they're like fun, catchy songs, it's still, for me, um, not helpful for me to listen to. And so now I listen to uh, ambient nature sounds with binaural beats in the background, um, which I wouldn't recommend for uh, evening, nighttime driving, long distances. But um, <laughs> but um, rush hour on reserve or Russell Street, helpful, <laughs> very helpful. Um, and so now also the the news stories that I'm taking in. Um, uh, Nicole suggested it a couple times here about the Good News Network, um, and it's phenomenal. It's just so nice to, it's kind of like jarring to see, oh, there's a new story about something good. Like, it's really cool. But um, I find that when I do, I don't want to be completely oblivious to the world, but um, when I do listen to heavier uh, media stories, I like to balance it with that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, there are lots of feel-good videos on YouTube that you can look up. Um, that fill your cup, balance things out. Um, and so, yeah, I've also, I had a, a very large collection of music on my computer, and I deleted all of it except for a few bands. Um, I used to listen to Assistant Bow Down quite a bit, which is obviously, that's when I was making bombs. <laughs> uh, ceramic bombs. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so now I only listen to music um, that celebrates the beauty of humanity instead of separates me from it, from it or encourages me to feel separate from it. Um, yeah, I've dwindled it down to very few bands and I'll just share those real quick. Um, so Mike Love, Trevor Hall, Mumford and Sons, Medicine for the People, and Iron and Wine. Those are my staples that really keep me grounded and um, are all positive affirmations that I enjoy hearing. So now I'm at a point in my life where I feel uh, in balance with my consumption of media and I feel uh, it supports my practice uh, instead of hindering it. Um, but if I ended my talk here, I would be leaving out a vital part of my journey and a process of personal healing. And with that, I'm going to take a leap into being transparent and so on a subject that greatly plagues society and is a source of much suffering in the world. Uh, and that subject is pornography. And so pornography, unfortunately, has had its place in my life. Initially, it was a response to being a survivor of sexual abuse in my youth. Um, and from being sexually aware at a very young age. Um, it allowed me to explore my sexuality and uh, to feel ownership over something that had been taken away. Um, 
and it's not to justify it, but I see how it was a crutch for me in my life and a coping mechanism. Um, and so when I look deeply at this dis-ease, and I separate the word, because um, it causes a lot of dis-ease, um, I see that participating and viewing this kind of material uh, is me continuing my own abuse instead of reclaiming my innocence and nurturing my inner child. Um, I think that not everyone who um, has fallen into that material has abuse in their history, but for me, those two things are very connected. So I also see how participating in such activity plants and waters seeds of loneliness, as well as false ideas about body image and a myriad of other things that all lead to suffering. There's not a single positive thing that comes of this. Um, part of me is really afraid to be open about my experience, but I think it's a conversation that needs to happen, especially in regards to the need for collective healing around the subject, as well as the need for me to face my fears and to be authentic if I'm going to be giving a talk on the fifth mindfulness training. Um, but I've given my permission, myself permission to not be perfect, and that's how this training is. It's there, all of the trainings are about being gentle with ourselves and, um, yeah, growing your practice. Um, so if I'm going to move towards, uh, or so as this training has been a, a huge um, support, in moving towards wholeness. Uh, and yet, for me, the biggest thing has been letting go of the shame and guilt that come with the subject. Um, and that shame and guilt used to keep me in a cyclical pattern. Um, I believe the, two, the true power within this training is the acknowledgement that contained within each of us is a wellspring of nourishment. And we can find it in the present moment Anytime that we feel impulsive with any habits that we are trying to break, we can go inside and remind ourselves that this moment is perfect. This moment is complete. And in this moment, I have the power to choose differently. <coughs> uh, when I look at this training as a whole, I believe that its focus is self-care and being gentle with ourselves. It's asking us to look deeply at our lives to understand whether or not the things we are eating and taking in through our senses are serving us on our path. Are they bringing us closer to our joy or further from it? It's a good question that I've asked myself. Um, and it makes things really simple. <coughs> um, this training also reminds us that um, everything is connected are all things that are connected, and everything affects everything else. When we sow seeds of sadness in ourselves, we are creating more sadness in the world. And when we cultivate and experience joy, the whole universe is basking in our adventure. I'm finished. <laughs> Thank you.
time now to move into a uh, an open discussion type of thing. Uh, if uh, you can do that, and you'd like to share or offer to the group uh, for free, um, please. Uh, um, so we like to just maybe bow in to let the community 